0: legend i'm sam i'm amy and we are a podcast about cryptids urban legends and the paranormal heidi ho we sure are what it do boo not much no we just took <laughs> showers you guys we exercised not exercised we exercised <laughs> we exercised our demons yes <laughs> the fat cells in our bodies (laughs) the adipose i love that Uh, word (laughs) i did i ever tell you i had a cat named adipose for a little while because it was my first it was when i was going to school for ma and it was i don't know we were taking medical terminology and that word i just became obsessed with it and it's so weird that you say that because I, for this class that I'm taking right now, I'm in the chapter for medical terminology and anatomy and adipose was one of the words. And I was like, I forgot about that word. I love that word. <laughs> um, I love that word for a different reason. No oh, way. My nerdy self. Uh, When I watched Doctor Who all the time, mm-hmm. there was an episode with adipose and it was like a bunch of little fat marshmallow looking dudes (laughs) but it was like everybody's fat because it was like melting off of them but then they were just like walking around and there were these little cute guys and they're so cute that's the only reason I know what adipose is oh well that's so that's (laughs) hilarious like we didn't have adipose for very long I don't remember what why but I don't even know how we got the cat I don't either But yeah, it wasn't for very long. But yeah, we had a cat named Adipose for a little bit. Did you call it Addy? Yeah. Maybe I do remember it for a second. Yeah, I don't know what happened to it. Did you have, well, you had to have had her while you had Ollie, right? I think it might have been one of Ollie's babies. Yeah. Yeah, I was not a very responsible cat owner, like, when I first moved out of my parents' house and into the real world. Didn't realize that cats were kind of whores, and they like to run away and get pregnant. Speaking of, (laughs) last weekend when we were out uh, working in the yard and I was taking those blackberry bushes down, Mm -hmm. I sent you that video about the cats, Mm -hmm. but then later... When Matt was helping me move all the wood, the cats were back there and they were going at it. And Uh-oh. Matt's never heard cats mate before. <laughs> really? And I was like, it's like they're murdering each yeah. other. <laughs> yeah. Even after we got, uh, well, we never got Ollie uh, spayed, but we got Holden neutered. And even after that, they would go at it. <laughs> and she would beg him and then she would scream I, I remember i remember coming over to your house and she being in heat and you're just like ollie and she's like Rrr. yeah you just say her name and she was like yes <laughs> penetrate me it was horrifying oh it gosh. really was she was hilarious i know whale well, are you ready for? My story today. I am so ready. Sweet. So today's is a fun urban legend. So excited. Have you ever heard about Hookman? Yay! Yes, I love Hookman. Uh yeah. I actually don't yeah. know like any detailed details about it, just this one really like short, loose story about like a couple in a car and the the hook on the window and all of that that's all I know so educate me okay well I have a really good memory of this story so that's why I wanted to do it it was I was like eight or nine and I was I don't know what we were doing it was like a lock in at the boys and girls club or something I don't know I just remember that like I had a little group of friends with me We all had flashlights and we wanted to go find a dark place to tell scary stories. (laughs) Oh, That's why we're friends right there. (laughs) We found a kitchen because I remember the stainless steel like prep tables. Uh, And then when it got to my turn, I was like, I don't know what to tell. And then I was like, oh, that story that's in that book that I love so much. And so I told it, I scared the crap out of all the kids, and I felt really <laughs> good about it. really like victorious. <laughs> uh, so the basics of the story are as follows. A young couple is out on a date. They park and start smooching. They have the radio going for a bit of ambiance when suddenly <laughs> there is an emergency broadcast. Oh, shit. It says there has been a prison break. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> what? <laughs> really? Wait. So, does this have like bits of the one story I told you that was my favorite story? Well, see, I think that your story is kind of like a a break off of it. Like a Okay, that's a what separate I was, version. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Just Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Anyway, <laughs> there was a prison break. And a convicted murderer with a hook for a hand was on the loose. So the boy keeps trying to go back to the smoochies, but the girl is extremely spooked. She tells him that she heard a noise and he denies it. She is very insistent and demands they leave. The dude is super annoyed, but leaves anyway. When they get back to her house, the guy gets out, walks to her side of the car and opens the door or goes to open the door but he can't because when he goes to it there's a bloody hook hanging on the door handle Uh-oh. Ta-da! okay sorry one more thing yeah about the story my favorite one that we were talking about so oh, you guys ever heard the story about like the girl who lived next to the prison and the guy goes like someone escapes from the prison and her dog's always at her uh bedside and licks her hand when she puts her hand over and then like he licks her hand but it wasn't him who licked her hand and then she finds her dog in the shower like hanging from the shower and he's cut open so when i heard that story like it never said why the dog was like cut open like that like maybe it's the it was the hook man <laughs> sorry maybe but it is really funny That you love that story because when I heard it it was being told as a joke and it was like a blind guy and he would let his dog lick his hand every night and then one night he lets his dog lick his hand and he says something to him and then it responds and it's not the dog it's the escaped murderer (laughs) yeah (laughs) and that's where it ends I want to specify that I don't love that a dog gets murdered like that in the story, but it freaked me the hell out (laughs) when I was younger. So that's why I say I love it because being scared is the shit. The moral of that story is pay more fucking attention to your animals. Yeah, for sure. Like, (laughs) ew. And also wash your hands. Anyways. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, you're good. I love stories. Uh, Okay. Okay. So, in most of the different versions I heard, the escapee comes from Eastern State Penitentiary in Pennsylvania. Ooh. But the story is almost always manipulated to suit the location it's being told yeah. in. So, Makes sense. but that one was mentioned the most. I couldn't find any like exact escapees from there that could right. fit the bill. There was, like, a bank robber that was really famous, and he escaped around, like, the 1940s or early 50s. But bank robber, murderer with a hook. do it really say no up. hook for hand? Yeah. <laughs> um, there is even a South African version. <laughs> oh, nice. I love it? their stories. Wait, 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 wait. How dark is it? <laughs> I did not read it. Oh, okay. I couldn't get my hands on the book that it's in, which is called The Rabbit in the Thorn Tree. Oh, that's kind of poetic sounding. Yeah. It kind of sounds like that. Now I can't remember. It's the sidewalk book. Where the sidewalk ends? That Michelle one. Michelle Silverstein? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds or like it'd be something like that. But instead, it's probably f- filled with murderous stories. Probably. So. <laughs> Uh, The story was reported to start circulating in the early 1950s, with it gaining infamy around 1959. In 1960, it was featured in a Dear Abby article. Oh, what? (laughs) Yeah, a teenage girl wrote in and she said, and I'm going to read it. If you are interested in teenagers, you will print this story. I don't know whether it's true or not, but it doesn't matter because it served its purpose on me. A fellow and his date pulled into their favorite lover's lane. It has little quotations. (laughs) To listen to the radio and do a little necking. necking. The music was interrupted by an announcer who said there was an escaped convict in the area who would serve time for rape and robbery. He was described as having a hook instead of a right hand. The couple became frightened and drove away. When the boy took his girl home, his girl, uh, My <laughs> he, girl, he went around to open the car door for her. Then he saw a hook on the door handle, exclamation <laughs> <laughs> point. I don't think I will ever park to make out as long as I live. I hope this does the same for other kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, just like Pinky Pinky, it kind of sounds like the story was definitely made up to scare kids from doing things that grownups don't like. Yep, yeah, don't be going out to lovers' lanes. So, a cautionary tale against parking, but I also see it as a bit of a lesson of consent. Though so the guy is super frustrated about her telling him no dirty time for you, we. Uh, need to get the heck out of here he listens, he respects her wishes and because he did that they're both alive probably true Yeah. don't have sex in scary movies or you die (laughs) also always get consent (laughs) yes, that too very important (laughs) Uh, so it's also another way of saying that ladies are always right or at least that's how i took it (laughs) (laughs) always listen to your woman we got some smarts although you know that might be a problem for like lesbian relationships because they're both the woman so they're both right well yeah but that's not how arguments end (laughs) no they come to a mutual agreement ah they agree to disagree They compromise. Oh, well, true. They are women, so they probably can do that. (laughs) Uh, So that urban legend encyclopedia that I got you. Yes. It had some very funny little insights in it. So that's that story was about. Yeah, you did say. Yeah, so it was kind of weird because it started out talking about the South African version. Mm -hmm. I was really confused until it got further in and then I was like, oh, it's the same story. So this is what it had to say about it. (laughs) It had a couple different perspectives on the story. There was one that was like, it's obviously two different kinds of people. One's the do bad and ones that do good that one bored me so i didn't really pay attention (laughs) uh then we have alan dundees he made a freudian interpretation about the hook want to try to guess what the hook represents uh the mother nope a penis oh (laughs) oh he says it's a phallic symbol and it's amputation, the car driving off and ripping it from his arm is representing castration. So, moral of uh, the story don't be a perv and don't stick your wiener in car handles. I feel like a hook one is not phallic. No. I mean, unless you, I mean, there are curved penises, but I mean, unless it curves like all the way, like into a U. <laughs> And I would say seek medical attention. And also, like, I feel like that's just, I don't know, a reach. Like, that is a reach. (laughs) A reach. It sounds like he has been uh, researching Freud a little too much. And you know how, like, Freud's Mm -hmm. all like, it's the mom or it's a dick. Yeah. I think he just... He's like, well, it can't be the mom. (laughs) (laughs) So then there's Bill Ellis. Okay. From what I gather on the internet, this guy's reviews and interpretations of urban legends is hotly debated. Unfortunately, Mm. everything I could find that was written by him are in obscure books that I can't get my hands on. Or, like, educational documents that you need to be a teacher to access. Wow. Yeah. So I wonder if he he has lectures, then. Probably. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe. But I did read, like, part of a student's paper that was calling him an idiot. (laughs) Oh. Okay. It was pretty funny, at least. But I didn't know why they were calling him an idiot, because... This is all the encyclopedia has to say and this is all I could find on the internet too. It was basically the same thing. So it says that Bill describes uh, the escapee as a moral custodian and his duties are to interrupt naughty teenagers. He also says that the hook represents his own lack of sexuality and then To quote the book, quoting his book, the threat of the hook man is not a normal sex drive of teenagers, but the abnormal drive of some adults to keep them apart. Okay. So that's a very unique perspective of it. Is he saying- Is he saying that since the parents aren't getting any, the kids shouldn't be either, and so they force their sexual frustrations in the form of a hooked man to break up the kids' fun times? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like, so everything but, like, the last sentence I'm just kind of ignoring. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, But What I gather from the last sentence is what it seems like is that parents are just fucking paranoid about what their kids are doing all of the damn time and especially teenagers who are hormonal and usually have sex and I think (laughs) when he says abnormal drive to separate them I think he just means like they're super paranoid and they're like fuck no like they try (laughs) really hard like to not put them in that situation I could see that teenagers do that anyway I don't know but yeah that's I probably, I'm going to try not to be like that, but I probably am going to be like that. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You might be a little less crazy. I will never be that parent that's like, come over to my house. Here's a condom if you're (laughs) going to have sex. I will never be that parent. I will never. I can't. I, I understand the philosophy, like the reasoning behind it. Yeah. Like better to have them, them. them and yeah, yeah, better be safe and have them do it at my house, but fuck no, I cannot. <laughs> I won't be that parent. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to stay there, you can leave. I just I can't. Nope. I don't want to know ever. I'm gonna pretend <laughs> that they're innocent little babies for their entire life, even if they do happen to pop out some children. They were miraculously conceived. Oh, yes, totally. <laughs> Anyways oh goodness so now that brings me to another version of the legend i have to emphasize version because i have a tendency to say virgins (laughs) (laughs) this is the virgin legend uh well it could be uh this one is known as the boyfriend death Uh this version is a bit similar, but a lot darker. Mm. So it starts the same. A couple goes out on a date. Uh, (laughs) Ta-da! While they're driving around, though, they either run out of gas or the car breaks down. The boyfriend tells the girl not to worry. He will go get help and be right back. When he... Well, he leaves her and leaves the radio on. There's an announcement about a prison break. But it doesn't say a hook-handed man. But some versions do still include it. Because I like yeah, to right. mix, mix them up. That's the fun of it. Yeah. So she starts to get super scared and hears noises outside. Eventually, when the dude's still not back, she gets out of the car to check what the noises could be. This is where the story splits. In the American versions, they have the girlfriend getting out of the car to find her guy hung from the tree above. Ooh. He is either tied by the feet and his fingers are tapping on the car as he sways in the wind. Oh, yes, I've heard this. <laughs> or he's hung by his neck and his feet are scraping the top mm-hmm. of the car. And those were all the noises she was hearing. Oh, that's yeah, that's oh, I got chills. <laughs> either way, he's dead. And she's very upset. So then there's the European version, which I think is the much darker version. Uh Uh-oh. Here we go. Uh, So she gets out and the killer is standing on the roof of the car with the severed head of the boy in his hand. Ooh. And the noises she heard were either the killer getting up there or blood dripping from his neck. Oh, Oh my god yeah <laughs> Ooh, that one gave me chills too yeah. <laughs> that would be imagine that stepping no. out of your car or a car and no, seeing thank you <laughs> i don't want to horrifying <laughs> uh so then some of the stories stop there and make you think like what happened but then others are like her struggling to get away and not succeeding or succeeding because a passing car sees her or something um it's has another little added bit at the end uh that is kind of fucked up and it's always that like while she's getting escorted away by the police or whatever she turns around and looks one more time and she Mm. like gets really scared and her hair turns white (laughs) okay left turn her hair turns white yeah so i don't know that's like magic (laughs) you never heard like people getting so scared their hair all turns white yeah but i feel like that's not instantaneous is right i don't know i don't don't. see how it would happen i don't know the science behind it uh Um, i don't i don't think that does happen if anybody that listens does know please let us know because i'd be dope. oh speaking of my aunt texted me the other day and told me a correction oh well kind of um so in the dover coup yeah when when oh he found it tucking in he wasn't (laughs) taking a nap. (laughs) (laughs) she she said that it was eating it so that's horrible yeah so but also good to know, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But my version's a lot nicer. <laughs> yeah, I, I sleeping after to... I murdered it, not eating it. Some random person in the future. It's just good to know because I feel like that's a big difference. And somebody could be like, I'm tucking in. I- I'm gonna tuck <laughs> you in. And you're like, oh yay you're so sweet. And then, <laughs> and then like, they eat yeah, me. <laughs> I'm a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that I would ever be in that situation well I mean I hope not but oh it's still god. a good thing to know true oh that'd be funny now I'm gonna get in that situation I'm gonna be like god damn it Sam <laughs> no you have to say oh okay no my my aunt I know this, <laughs> you got this. get away from me exactly so, anywho, back to the story on hand. Uh, so, the first documented version of that story was in a University of Kansas student's paper in 1964. So, yay Kansas for having something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they, it's pretty lame out there, I feel like. so They probably stories- are good storytellers maybe um but it did get a lot more popular from there on out uh its moral is basically the same don't go to secluded spots on your dates and you won't get murdered yeah, now <laughs> these stories might seem a bit fantastical but it is thought that these stories do come from actual events now the hook is an added scare bit or phallic represent representation if you believe alan Dundees. <laughs> <laughs> uh but there were a series of lover lovers lane murders can i can i guess can i guess not yet oh damn it <laughs> um there were some individual cases uh such as one that happened in Great Falls, Montana in 1956. A Patty Kalitsky and Lloyd Dwayne Boggle went out parking for a date when they were attacked. Lloyd was found the next day by three hikers with his hands tied behind his back with his own belt. He was shot in the back of the head execution style, kneeling by his car. Oh, my gosh, that's horrible. Patty wasn't found until the day after Lloyd. Uh, County road workers found her seven miles north of where Lloyd and his car was found. Patty had been raped,
1: forced to
0: redress, and then shot execution style as well. Nothing had been taken from either of them, and the killer had even left the car running for some weird reason. But in 2019, using reverse family tree tracing of DNA oh, uh, that they found from the rape, they were able to name the killer. Kenneth oh, good. Gold. Hope you're rotten hell, Kenneth Gold. He died in 2007, so oh. they never actually got to bring him to justice. Oh, well, that fucking sucks. But I hope he's in hell. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that was a singular example of Lover Lane murders. but there was more so <laughs> what murders are you thinking of is it the zodiac killer no <laughs> damn it <laughs> you got to think of the time period oh shit you're right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so <laughs> the tex arcana moonlight Murders. oh uh, i know that one yeah i wonder why um <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get some really good details from it because i'm not gonna do it justice uh go listen to morbid they did a live streaming episode in early 2020 and the first half they discussed the murders and no pun intended but they killed it (laughs) i fucking love them also uh the stories i found were slightly different than what they had told but she also read a book and spent way more time researching the specific case. Mm-hmm. So yeah. She also read a book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not reading a book. I don't got time for that. <laughs> um so let's start. In the spring of 1946 in Miller County, Arkansas, and Bowie County, Texas. There were a string of attacks that scared the crap out of its residents. On February 22nd, Jimmy Hollis and Mary Gian Larry, Larry were <laughs> the first victims. <laughs> uh, they were on the Texas side and were out on a date. They parked somewhere secluded, and Jimmy got out of the car. I learned from Morbid it was because he wanted to look at the stars. Yeah, it's so adorable. Unfortunately, while he was out there, a man in a burlap sack mask with no mouth Mm -hmm. hole, just eye holes came up to him and assaulted him by pistol whipping him until his skull was cracked in two places. Damn. Yeah. He passed out and the man went after Mary. He sexually assaulted her and beat her. He fled the scene when another car approached. They were the lucky ones. Both survived. Oh, good. Then we have Richard Griffin and Polly Ann Moore. This is another one on the Texas side. On March 24th, the lovely couple were also out on a date. Not too many specifics are known because neither of them survived. What is known is that they were both shot in the back of the head and there were some blood stains located outside the car that indicates that Polly was probably killed outside and then placed back in the car. April 14th, on the Texas side again, we have a bit of the same thing with Paul Martin and Betty Jo Booker. However, both of their bodies were located outside the car. To both of these attacks, it was determined that a U.S.-made Colt 32 revolver had been used. It also seems as though both the women had been sexually har- harassed, assaulted, not harassed, <laughs> 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 and tortured. So, uh, hey. aye, aye. he's so... I forgot all the specifics of this. It's well, stomach turning. The morbid had so many more specifics, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, really fucked up. Especially this one. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so on May third, after uh, everyone in the town had began to panic, and residents were buying guns. And they stopped parking, so the killer had to get creative. Uh, He was on the Arkansas side. Virgil and Katie Starks were at home just enjoying life when Virgil was shot through the window twice. Katie ran to the phone, but before she could get 911 dialed, you know, because they had those old phones. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, The killer had broken and shot her twice in the face. Jesus. However, that's not where things end for Katie. She played dead until she saw that he had left or at least stopped staring at her. And then she got up and ran to her neighbor's house. That's what you call a badass motherfucking bitch right there. Yeah. Two gunshot wounds to the face. Oh, my motherfucking God. And she still gets up and runs for help. She's amazing. She's yeah, she like is. the coolest. So this attack was done with a 22, but the tire tracks matched tracks that had been found at other crime scenes. And the attack was substantially similar. So they attribute it to the same killer. By the way, I almost forgot. Do you want to know the killer's nickname? what is it texarcana phantom killer that's a long ass nickname it is i'm sure they just called him phantom killer but why do they give killers oh my gosh i hear that on so many podcasts and i agree like you give them cool nicknames like that and they think they're cool yeah that is literally what morbid was saying about it i was like yeah that's so true call them mommy issue mcgee like I mean that's what almost all of them are so yeah so that is five official murder victims and three survivors they never convicted anyone and they only ever had one suspect several people have claimed to be the killer and there was even a student from the University of Arkansas that killed himself and Ooh. left a poem confessing to the murders but nothing lined up in his story so he was wrote off yeah the one person they suspected was a guy by the name of ul sweeney swiney <laughs> <laughs> i'm so good with names it, uh, is it yule maybe it's y-o-u e-l-l no i think you're i'm i don't know you're probably (laughs) closer (laughs) Uh, yeah swiney though no that's probably not right either s-w-i-n-n-e-y swinny swinny (laughs) swinny uh so anyway this dude had a history of carjackings And they said that there was a car reported stolen around the time of each attack. I don't quite understand how that like correlates. or like why he would do that? (laughs) Especially when tire tracks matched from one to the other. So he obviously Uh, wasn't using a stolen car for the murders. I mean, not a different one every time at least. Maybe. That's weird. I don't know. I don't that just doesn't make sense <laughs> so uh in July of 1946 on a police stakeout of a stolen car on the Arkansas side they found a woman claiming to be his girlfriend mm-hmm. not saying his name anymore <laughs> <laughs> uh, they got to they got her to talk and she had details about the murders that police had not released to the public. <gasps> um, yeah, she was all set to testify against him. But when they went to talk to her again, she had married him and changed her story. <laughs> Why? I don't know, but they deemed her an unreliable witness. Yeah. and she they couldn't proceed. So, as it happened, later that year, the dude was sentenced to life in prison for being a repeat offender of car thievery. So, he still got to go to jail, but... say, at least he's in prison. He's not. He had an appeal in 1973 and got released. Gross. <laughs> but he was in jail and so most people think that those murders ended in with the the starks um but there's a super suspicious murder that happened a few months later in florida in florida yeah ooh he ran <laughs> it was october 9th and Lawrence Hogan and Elaine Eldridge were found with gunshot wounds made with a 32 after they had parked on a secluded stretch of beach road. The similarities got the sheriff from Texas interested, but when he contacted the Florida sheriff, he wrote it off and said that it was a foreign made 32, not the Colt, and it was a botched robbery, even though not a single freaking thing was taken. I was just, oh, <laughs> I was going to say, um, before you said that not a single thing was taken, I thought you were going to say that not a single thing was investigated. <laughs> so I was going to say, how does he know that it's a foreign weapon? You know, it sounds like nothing was investigated. It was Florida. Yeah. Maybe it might be before they were crazy but probably not. <laughs> Never. <laughs> so, there are many other murders murders murders. Why does my brain want to add another er to that? Murderers. Yeah. <laughs> there are many other murders that fit the lovers lane profile. But this string of them just seemed like it was the one that affected the most people at the time, and uh, mm-hmm. it just fit the timeline. Yeah. So I had also seen mention of the Atlanta Lovers Lane murders, but that was in 1977. Son of say, That Sam. doesn't sound familiar. Uh, it didn't seem familiar when I read a little bit about it. Uh, then the Son of Sam murders, mm-hmm. those happened in 1976, so definitely not. And then, of course, the Zodiac murders that <laughs> happened in 1968. Uh, yep. But that time frame just doesn't match up, which is a bummer no. because I would love to sit here and discuss the Zodiac with you because I love <laughs> that story. Not like a love as in it's so good that he can people it's so hard it- to express <laughs> these things it's just so fascinating that's yeah. how i feel about the west memphis three and i told mormon the other day like the west memphis three is my favorite murder yeah and i was like but it's, it's- not i <laughs> i hate it like- it's not like a that's so cool i'm so happy no. it happened it's a oh my freaking goodness like this it's- is awful yeah, it's like the worst. It touches my heart, I feel like, yeah. is what I should say. Like, it really gets me real good. Like, yeah. Isn't it just... kind of funny, though, that we each have our own favorite murder, but we also have our own favorite serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so messed up. It's, 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 but yeah. I don't feel bad because that's like 90% of the population now. Thanks oh. to the podcast yeah and I, it's it's you know like if you have ever actually listened to my favorite murder like mm-hmm. it's like they say like it's not your favorite murder as in like yay that i'm so glad that <laughs> happened to those people and i love that killer no it's just things it's the ones that fascinate you or the ones you know that uh horrify you i guess like yes. touch you yeah yeah, yeah lots of horrifyingness uh so we're almost to the end but i want hmm. to mention all of the pop culture references yeah yo. there are so many so my favorite part of research this time was the excuse to rewatch i know what you did last summer and the Hell second yeah. one <laughs> uh so close to the beginning of i know what you did last summer uh, I thought it was hilarious because I've never really noticed it, but they're all sitting around a campfire and they're just talking about those two legends, the hook and the boyfriend death, oh, and, like, damn. mixing up like different versions and stuff. That's so funny. I don't know. I got a kick. I've out of never it. noticed that either. Yeah. Well, next time you watch it, it is on Netflix. Oh, if I anybody needs to watch years. it. I totally forgot Brandy was in the second one. Not what made me so excited. I don't think I've seen the second one. Oh no, I have. I've seen I think it. I once, saw it with you. I've seen it twice now. Yeah, because I'd seen it once, and it was probably I, with you. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like I saw it with you. Probably, but yeah, I have. I haven't seen those in like a decade. <laughs> yeah, and Sarah Michelle Gellar's obviously on the first one. Yeah, I do remember that. And so, is it from Prince Jr.? Yeah, but he's yeah. not her boyfriend, and it's so funny. It's weird. <laughs> he's with uh, Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love uh, Hewitt. I love her. Why do they all have three names? Because they're anti serial killer. And I then there's know. Ryan Phillippe. <laughs> oh, that boy is fine. Uh, he's pretty adorable. The curly little blonde hair. You know, because he's an egg Goes Down yep and i would yeah, take igby his brother over no i i would take igby over ryan Phillippe. i mean personality wise but anyway <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen igby goes down watch it oh yeah that's one of our staples and it has a great cast uh yeah like Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah bill pullman oh yeah i can't forget him <laughs> the greatest president yep. um <laughs> So anyway, uh, we also have Lover's Lane, Candyman, Meatballs, Urban Legends, and The Boyfriend Death even makes a brief appearance in Dead Poet Society, which I didn't know, and now I have to go back and watch it for the millionth time. Can I just pause you for a second? You said Meatballs. Yeah. What is Meatballs? (laughs) It's a movie. I don't know. Okay. I'm like... (laughs) How does it have it popped an up? On meatballs? <laughs> it popped up and it said it was in meatballs. Okay. I was like, I don't know what the fuck meatballs is, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> anyway. I have uh, a reference for you as well, Sam. Oop, oop. Let's hear it. In the first season of Supernatural. Oh hey. Like episode seven, it said, they referenced the hook which made it really funny while I was researching because I would click things that I would think was like an article about the supernatural side of the story or something But it was the supernatural it was, wiki it was <laughs> every time it was like supernatural show and it just go into a summary and I'm like I don't remember this and then I'm like oh the freaking show I need to get back on watching that. I'm disappointing Shani. Because I stopped like. Halfway through. And (laughs) I got distracted. And very busy. Uh, Very busy. Uh, Then. Of course it's in my favorite. Well one of my favorite. Childhood books. uh, Scary Stories Tell in the Dark. Yay. It was one of mine too. (laughs) I own that. But I haven't told any of my kids yet. Why? I, need to, I don't know. My kids you are don't not. Don't want to like, traumatize them. No. What? No. I mean, <laughs> I don't. But <laughs> it's fun to scare them. Well, I was reading them when I was like, I had to have been under ten because yeah, of read or telling the story to my friends. So yeah, my dad used to read it to me. So I just love all the spooky shit. But- hmm uh there is even a dark comedy play about called the hook man it is called hook man you can rent it like i don't know how they do that like schools or something can like pay for the rights so Hmm. that they can put it on i accidentally came across that and i was like so tempted to put my information. <laughs> what are you going to put on a one man I'm going to put on a play <laughs> no nothing about it at all uh, there's also these four sonnets by some kid in college and I'm totally going to put the link in our stuff because they're pretty funny oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know why but they cracked me up i'm really curious now (laughs) uh oh yeah before i forget because i was forgetting there is a movie about the texarkana moonlight murders and it is called the town that dreaded sundown i've heard of that yeah i've not i haven't watched it according to the ladies on morbid uh it says that it's true events Uh, But very obviously not. Yeah. Like they changed a lot of weird stuff, I guess. I think that's why that sounds familiar. Probably. It's from (laughs) Morphe. Probably. Uh, So that's the hook. I have been obsessed with this story since I could read. It was super fun to actually get to look into it and find like how it affected people and where it might have came from. My final thoughts are that it kind of seems like the hook was made up to try and keep teenagers from going mm-hmm. out and doing dirty things. Uh, then it probably was losing it effect- its effectiveness because it's kind of tame. And so they came up with the boyfriend death. Yes. <laughs> I 100% agree with you. Yeah. So what do you think? It, it's it's abstinence. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is a parent's way of Trying to preach abstinence. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that story too. Do you have any memories of telling it at a campfire? No. no. I Didn't really go to very many campfires. Me either. I mean, I did with my family. <laughs> and my dad did tell scary stories, but I'm sure he I'm there has to at least been one time he's told a hook man or some variation of it, but Not that I remember. Hmm. Hmm. I remember it's always been my go-to. Like that story when I was like eight or nine. That's like my most vivid. But I clearly remember like telling it at different points in my life too. (laughs) That's that's really funny because, I mean, the dog story and the licking of the hand story I tell that often. That's your (laughs) go-to. That's my my go-to. And if if I'm going to add now that it it was from a hook. (laughs) Next time I visit, we're going to set up a fire pit in the backyard. I have a fire pit. I never use it. So let's do it. Yeah. And then we're going to get the kids. (laughs) Yes. We're going to scare the shit out of them. Isn't that why you had them? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Of course. How'd you know? Have I ever told you... Uh, I think I did tell you over Messenger the other day, but I'm gonna tell it to you using my voice instead of texting, so you can get the full effect. You tell me. When my sister was like four or five, my my dad used to—he still plays the guitar, but he would get his guitar out, and me and my sister would sit next to him, and we'd be like, "Tell us a scary story." he would literally just strum the guitar once, just one strum down, like, rum, and then he'd be like, there once was a little girl, <laughs> and my sister would take off running and screaming every single time, like, he, that was all, that was the story, literally, there once was a little girl. There was no other part to that story, and she would cry. So at but, a young age, she was scared of children. She couldn't like watch scary movies she'd have nightmares like (laughs) she's all into it now like she loves it just as much as we do but when she was a kid she could not handle so funny but that's like our entire childhood basically was based around scary shit like all the time yeah it it sounds like it (laughs) It was great. (laughs) (laughs) That's at least what everybody that listens gets. They're like, oh, she had a scary childhood. (laughs) It was. My mom let us watch forensic files and scary movies, but not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Power (laughs) Rangers. No. I could watch an orderly shove a pencil or get a pencil shoved up his nose from House on Haunted Hill the opening scene scared the bejesus out of me as a child it Next. stuck with me for life <laughs> but no i could not watch uh you know the power rangers mm. so I was pretty set on i couldn't watch like r-rated stuff unless my parents knew it didn't have very bad things in it but even then that know. was later i don't know how my mom decided My mom would tell me that, you know, the Power Rangers and stuff had too much violence in it. (laughs) But I don't know what's scarier than. Uh, I can tell you. Murdering somebody. Power Rangers was not scary in the least bit. And the fighting was so fake that (laughs) you weren't like, oh, yeah, I can go fight. Like wrestling or something. It wasn't like that. You just you watched it and you went, haha that guy did a cartwheel <laughs> karate <laughs> But, uh, I loved it though. no, I did have other stuff in my childhood, <laughs> but a lot of it was scary. <laughs> like I-, I traveled and all that. Yeah, but, you yeah. had a cultured childhood. You just had a lot of scary shit in there. Yeah, my dad has a love for scary stuff. I mean, there's no problem there. You grew oh, up well, just fine, it. right? Right. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah. Well, we want to know what you guys think of all of this as well. Is it a story that you grew up with? Which version do you remember? Did it scare you away from making out in cars? <laughs> I can tell you it never did for me. Uh, (laughs) Also, we are still wanting to get some of your stories for uh, personal experiences with like cryptids, urban legends, and paranormal, or it could just be like weird shit, you know? Like you were driving down the road and you thought you saw a puppy that was floating. I don't know. Weird stories. (laughs) <laughs> oh that would be a glitch. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh so you know, just send us send us some info. And you can do that. Um, you could do that by sending us an email at this islegendpod at gmail.com or you can submit it uh on our website, which is thisislegendpod.com. Also, check us out on our social medias Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. <laughs> Dude, I did it again. TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. 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 TikTok at This is Legend Pod. Okay, guys, keep it spooky, classy, and sassy. But most of all, keep it legendary. Goodbye, poodles. <laughs>